I admire others and their stories. I admire conscious connections. Getting to know people and learning from them in small and big ways. <laughs> Here's to connecting with others and sharing their stories and experiences from their mouths to your ears. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Like anybody can do it. It has everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you host on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started with your own podcast. I'm excited to listen to yours. Now here is mine. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Let's Chat with Jay Bax. We have our beautiful friend, Sarah Reyes with us. Hey, Sarah, what's up? Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> Sarah, I'm so happy to have you and would love to let our listeners know how I stumbled upon you and why you are here on this episode today. So I assembled across Sarah, I think about a year ago. And uh, honestly, I was like, this girl is so beautiful and she yes. has so much going on. She is so knowledgeable. I had to give you that follow. And from there, I started engaging on your profile, all of your pages. And honestly, you light up the feed. Every time oh I go into Instagram, you just, you make me smile and you're funny. Your reels have been crushing it <laughs> and you just are super caring and informative. And I, I can tell how much your followers and your clients adore you. And this is from afar. You're on the East coast. I'm on yeah. the West coast. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate that because sometimes, um, I'm the type of person that feels like I'm not doing enough. And I feel like I could always do more. So to get the reassurance from like people on the outside, that's like, not like my close friends or family saying like, you're doing a lot, like, you know, acknowledge the fact that you're doing so much and it just goes a long way to hear it from other people. So yeah, thank you. Gassing me up over here. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got the tang. Here we go. <laughs> well, and I got to know you a little bit more before this episode, you know, in some conversations and then um, just kind of reading through, you know, the document that we kind of shared back and forth. Um, and it's just so blatantly obvious how, how much you care and you care for yourself, you care for others and their well being. And this is within fitness and nutrition, it's in guiding women to the right path as there is so much information out there that can be misleading or get people a lot down. And it's just showing others the way to have control of their lives and, and how to be the one behind the wheel. And I think this episode is going to be so powerful for so many women out there and what they can grasp and, and learn from you and grow with you. 
Absolutely. I'm excited. A little nervous, but excited. <laughs> like the nerves like came back. Like my hands are clammy now. My armpits are sweating. It's fine. I got this. You I've got outside our comfort zone, you know? Yes. And that's about growing. We're stepping mm-hmm. outside of our comfort zone and you know, you've done so much for yourself. You've grown so much. Where do you think, you know, that started? Like how, how did you identify in your life? Here is where I want to start growing. I'm un- I want to be uncomfortable and I want to take myself to the next level. Um, obviously like that's like a deep question and I don't want to get emotional because I feel like I always do get emotional. Like when I talk about this stuff, but, um, like years ago I was in a very, very, I guess you could say like dark place. It might not like, might've seemed like that because, you know, I was always going out, like having fun, just posting like the good side of my life. Um, but what people didn't know was like, I had like a negative checking account. Like there were times where I was like, do I even eat? Because I have to put that on the credit card. And like, I have maybe $20 left of like room on my credit card. I was working three jobs too, like may or mind you, I was just like really, really unhappy with my life, unhappy with the relationship that I was in. And I kind of felt like I was just stuck and in like a deep hole and like I didn't realize it went beyond like just my life like I just realized that like stuff from my past was probably making me feel this way and maybe I just like didn't I wasn't surrounding myself with the right people to like make me want to grow as a person so fast forward a couple years um the person that I was dating at the time like we broke up um and I met Ryan my fiance now, I I was about to call, call him my boyfriend. I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, met him and he was, he's just my person and he brings out the best in me and really, really inspires me to be like, become the best person that I am. Um, and when COVID hit in March, I guess this is like when I like was able to like fully like be alone and like, be like, wow, like I need help. Like I need to become better. Um, I lost my full-time job. I got laid off from it when COVID hit. I had just got back from vacation and they were like, yeah, we have to let you go. I had just gotten certified as an NASM personal trainer um, that February. So like a month prior and which was something that I've always wanted to do. Cause I've always been into health and fitness for like the longest time ever. I just like never had the courage to do it. Didn't think that I could do it. So he encouraged me to do it. And, um, I got certified and I kind of just like dove in into like online, the online space of training. Cause that was like the only thing I could do. And I, there were days like weeks, I would just cry, not want to get out of bed still have no motivation to do anything, even though it was something that I was passionate about. But I reached out to somebody that I knew, um, was into therapy And I asked her for recommendations because I was always just like, uh, do I get a therapist? Like, I always felt like it was wrong for me to need help. Like, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, you know, my mom would tell me all the time. She's like, you have so much going for you, Sarah. Like, you're beautiful. Like, you have an amazing boyfriend. You should be happy. You should just be happy. And it doesn't always work like that. You know, like, you could have, like, all the money, all the, like, freedom in the world. Like, that doesn't change. the fact if you're not like happy with yourself or like undoing the damage that has already been built up. So I talked to a therapist for some time. Um, it, I 
didn't feel like she was a therapist for me. So I went the route of just like reading, diving into self-development books, focusing on myself, um, like writing down the things about myself that I don't like, that is like a bad habit or just like bad in general. And I just like been slowly working on them. And I opened up on social media about how I was struggling with anxiety and after I had just had a total meltdown on the phone, FaceTime with Ryan. And from there, it was just like, wow, like so many other people are struggling with this. Like, I want to be able to help them. I want to be able to show them that, you know, they can get past it. And, you know, I have not saying I'm completely better, but like, it's completely different than from where I was like a year and a half ago. And that's just from, you know, believing that I can get better and recognizing and being more aware of the things that are making me feel down and trying to stay away from all those things. That is so powerful. Like I literally am, I'm fighting back tears. I'm like really hold it together. If I start crying, it's going to be a ball fest. I didn't want to cry either. Yeah. (laughs) You held strong. And I, I hope you know that if you do want to cry, this space is a safe space for us to share those tears. And, and it's, it's sad tears sometimes because you think about where you were, but also how powerful that that was in March of 2020 when like, you know, you, you lost your job, you were in the now look at, you identified what you needed to work on. And you started doing that. You started going down the path of what you needed to do for yourself. And mm-hmm. like, you're, you're shining and you're, you're in this glow phase. And even if you're still working on things, you're, you've taken so many steps forward. And I always mm-hmm. say, you know, you take three steps forward, but one step back, sometimes we get mm-hmm. down on ourselves, but that's still two steps forward. And that's huge. It's obviously inevitable, inevitable to not have bad days. Um, but I, for me, like, it's something that I've been trying to like say to myself, it's how you handle those bad days and really, really just trying to either focus on the good. And if you can't do that, just really know that tomorrow's a new day and it's not always going to, you're not always going to feel like how you are Mm -hmm. and just, accept the feelings that you're feeling rather than trying to like fight them and get down on yourself for feeling the way that you do. Yeah. And you said, you know, with bad days, like how do you manage those bad days? Do you just tell yourself, you know, tomorrow's going to be there. It's, it's okay. Or are there specific actions that you do to really keep yourself centered on those days? Um, To be completely honest, I let myself feel the emotions and I have a complete meltdown freaking cry to Ryan pour out my heart out to him. And, you know, I just talk to somebody that I know that genuinely loves me and wants the best for me. And he'll tell me like, he'll sit there and listen and just really put good thoughts into my mind. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And instead of just like, like laying down on the bed and just moping and crying, I just get up and take action. Even if it's like the smallest thing, like reading like 10 pages in a book or just cleaning the room or something. Um, it's just something to like, not just sit there and, and be so down in my head. And cause in, in those moments, like you really do get really, really numb, like so numb to the point where you don't know what to do. I remember last December, I don't want to get off topic, but I think it was last, yeah, last winter, I get really bad seasonal depression. It's really bad, but this was when I was still like trying to work on myself and I felt 
I was just scared. Like it was a really like uncertain time for like a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people might've felt this too, but I was sitting down on the computer on my laptop, like trying to get some work done, just trying to do some stuff. And my boyfriend was sitting next to me. Well, my fiance now, but my boyfriend at the time was sitting next to me playing video games and I didn't want to bother him, but I, I, there was just like something that like, I felt, I just felt so numb and scared. Like, I think that's like just the, the two words I could use. Like, I didn't know what I was feeling. And I walked out and I texted his mom and I was like, can I please talk to you? Like, I didn't know what to do. I was so scared. And like, I like just wanted to cry. I sat in her room for four hours, bawling my eyes out to her because I just felt so down and low. And I felt like I had, I was just lost. That like, that was probably the turn, like one of the turning points for me was then like talking to her. And she really just like talked out like everything with me and listened. And, you know, like, I don't have that type of relationship with my mom because she just doesn't have that much emotion, but like, I just felt, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I didn't know why I was feeling what I was feeling. I just felt really, really down and was bawling my eyes out to her for four hours. And I just, all I wanted to do was cry, cry. I had like, I just felt so low. That's like the only way to explain it. Like, I really don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like you just have to like, feel what I'm like that feeling in order to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think a lot of people listening to this have felt that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the numbness, the, the lowness, the, the thought of, you know, whether you're not enough or where do you go from here that there's, I mean, I can go on with all of these analogies, but it's, I, I can totally relate to that. And I think talking to Ryan's mom, she allowed you to be heard. And even if you didn't really know why you were feeling lost, you were given the space Mm -hmm. to just let it out and, and release what was numbing you on the inside. And, and I guess after that, did you feel a release? Like, did there feel like there was a weight lifted off your shoulder? Were you able to identify what was the the numbness where it was coming from? I think it was just like, I was scared. Like, it, and it comes down to probably like self-limiting beliefs because I was just scared that like, I wouldn't be successful. Like, I'm like, who am I to do this? Like, I will never get there. Like, you know, I didn't grow up in like the best of conditions. So I think a lot of my negative thoughts about myself come from that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, scary. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be unhappy with what I do for a living. And I was afraid that that's what I would have to do. Like, I thought that I would have to go back to where I was because it's comfortable for me rather than pushing through the uncomfortable feeling of growing your own business and changing lives. You know what I mean? Like I was just scared at the time. And I don't know, that's really what it comes down to was just being scared and probably just insecure and not confident in myself too at the time. Yeah. Well, and let's flash forward to, it's been 10 months since that. Mm -hmm. Where, where do you see yourself now? Where is your mindset with, with all of that? Um, well, I invested in mentors and I have one right now who is incredible and, you know, you have to like really like invest in yourself in order to 
grow and I'm the type of person that tries to do everything on my own, but I think asking for help and accepting help, no matter how scary it might be, has been help helping me, helping my mindset too. I would say that I have bad days still, especially because the weather's changing. I find that the mo- like the times that I feel this is when I first wake up in the morning, like today, this morning, I did feel like a little down, um, but it wasn't something that like I couldn't push past. Like I got up, just started doing things. We worked out and I feel better. Um, I don't, like, I don't, like, I don't really like know how to explain it. Like, I don't want to say that I'm 100% better because I'm not like, I'd be lying if I said I was, but I think that I'm taking the right steps towards getting better. And I think I finally, like, I understand that, like, I have to put time into myself and my mental health and it's been helping a lot of people. I feel like just sweep it under the rug rather than actually trying to take the right steps towards getting better um, for many reasons. But once when you actually do get the help that you need, I think that it'll, it'll make all the difference. Yeah. And when you sweep things under the rug, I just, this visualization just came into my mind where it's like, it, there's so much shit under this rug after a while that instead of it just being a rug, it becomes a step. That's a good analogy. <laughs> and, and I see it as, you know, we, we kind of talked about affirmations before we started this episode and an affirmation that I heard from a, a documentary emotions 2.0 on Amazon prime. The first thing they said was when you wake up every morning, when your head leaves the pillow, you have all that you need. And that's so powerful because when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we think of is, holy shit, I have this, 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 this to do. I'm feeling this, 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 this way. I mean, there's so many things that just rush into our thoughts and telling yourself that the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is reassuring that you are safe and you are secure and whatever other affirmations you need to tell yourself right when you wake up really sets the tone for the day. And I think that's important. I definitely like that. And I could see that like one thing that has helped me that like this just like reminded me, like when you said first thing in the morning, like first thing in the morning, instead of taking time for myself, I would check my notifications. I would answer my messages and get overwhelmed. So overwhelmed. Like it was just like, like I couldn't breathe. And um, now I don't look at my notifications first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, like I wake up, go to the bathroom, do my business, <laughs> go downstairs, make coffee, come in this game room. Like it's called the game room, but it's our workout room. Yeah. I come in here and I do like a hip mobility, like yoga. Mm-hmm. Cause my hips are like really, really tight. I'm not a big fan of yoga or meditation yet, but this just like allows me to do something for me before I like actually sit down for the day. I do that like 15 minutes. And then I write out my goals for the day. Um, affirmations. That's what I've been trying to do. Something that I'm struggling with right now. Like what are my struggles? Mm -hmm. And one good thing about myself that I love. Mm. So that's what I do. And when you write, you know, your affirmations and then your struggles, you know, like, do they 
coincide with each other? Like you're struggling with this and maybe you need an affirmation to counteract that. Do you ever kind of look at it that way? Honestly, like the whole affirmation thing, like we were talking about earlier is, um, new for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, I'm still trying to figure out the best way to journal. Journaling is something that like, I feel like I've always struggled with. Like I, there was, I started off with, you know, just writing down like how I'm feeling, but I didn't know there's like specific things that you can do. So I'm just trying to like figure out like what works best for me. Um, right now this has been working, but I did, I don't do my struggles. And then an affirmation after that, just when I write down the struggles on the piece of paper, um, it just like brings awareness to what I'm struggling with. So that maybe throughout the day, if I, I find myself thinking or feeling a certain way, like that, I wrote down, that was my struggle. I remind myself like, this is something, Hey, this is something I want to work on. Like, how can I not do the same things over and over and over again? So, yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that so much. And like, for, for me, it comes with affirmations where I know if I'm struggling with something, like I was struggling with the thought of, of not being enough. That's something that I, it's like an ego concept of mine is I simply think that I'm not enough. Um, and you kind of said it earlier, uh, like the very first thing we talked about is like, you know, it's mm -hmm. nice to hear from someone else that you're seeing and that you are enough and you're putting out things for other people that they're getting that out of it. And for me, I was struggling so much with not being enough that I took a step back. I didn't put, I didn't really feel like I was sharing myself because I didn't know that what I was sharing was enough. And that's what I have been doing to focus on is I take those affirmations and I, I'm struggling with, I'm not enough. So I say, I am enough. So every single day I'll tell myself that I am enough and then I'm a big meditator. So I have done this meditation on being enough. And it's just like hammering in those principles because I'm like, let's fast track it. How can I fix this struggle for myself? And I found that affirmations have just been such a great outlet because I, I just, if I feel that I'm not, I'll just say I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm safe. And I'll like, honestly put my hand like on my chest and my stomach to like, just really like bring that energy and just like put it back into myself and just to remind myself that I am enough and, and I'm struggling with it. But as long as I tell myself that I am, and I start to believe it, then that struggle is just going to like fade away. I really like that. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with not feeling like they're enough or not feeling like confident in their skin and just they just feel like so unhappy and that they, they're not, they don't deserve love. Um, I've, I've definitely encountered that with, you know, some girls that I speak to and it's really, really sad because, you know, as much as like, we can say, you know, you are enough, like it's different when you're feel actually feeling those feelings. Cause you can't just turn it off. Like you, like most people are just like, just stop thinking like that or, you know, just get over it. It's not that easy. And I don't think a lot of people like realize that. And I fit then I feel like when somebody hears that, like, Oh, just get over it. They then get in their head and think that they're being annoying or that, you know, their feelings are invalid and that they mm -hmm. shouldn't be feeling the way that they do. And then it just puts them down even further. Yeah. And I think that it comes the whole people aren't being gentle with others' feelings and the invalidation that stings, that yeah. really hurts. And, and then, yeah, then we suppress it. 
we push it under the rug. It becomes a stepping stone and it's and not, and not in a good way. It's just kind of like, holy shit, like, how am I going to get over this hurdle? But you say that, you know, you know, with your clients or with people you've talked to that you can hear, you can feel, you can see that they may be struggling with whether it be po- body positivity or the feeling of enough. Do you have a certain method or how do you really kind of instill in them like confidence and that they are enough and they are beautiful? Um, honestly, like, I just feel like I always hype my girls up. Um, I feel like I always do my best to go out of my way to check on them and, you know, let them know that if they need somebody to talk to, like, even if it has nothing to do with fitness or health related, like I want them to be able to talk to me and open up to me about like how they're actually feeling mentally, because when they open up about like when they open up and speak to somebody else about it, like it's, like I said, it's bringing awareness to it. And, you know, it's something that we can work on and, you know, like they have to want to help themselves in order to, to get better. It doesn't just happen overnight either. And I try to like, let them know, like, just trust the process, believe in yourself. Like you could do anything that you do set that you set your mind to and, things will get better. And if they just allow, they give themselves at least like three, four months to consistently show up for themselves. Like that's just going to build confidence within them because they're proven to themselves that they, they can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's really, they're really, I don't feel like there really is like a method. Like I just give them like tips or like I'll send, like I have, I follow, I think it's called the the depression project. Mm -hmm. They quotes uh, through email, like every day, like I'll send some of them the WhatsApp group. And, um, I don't know. I just like, don't, I don't only focus on like fitness and health. I mean, fitness and like nutrition, you know, you can't be your best self unless like you focus on like your mental health too, like your mindset. So I 1000% think that in order for you to get to where you want and be genuinely happy, like you have to put that first amongst everything else. And I love that you said that because that I feel like there's been such a stigma in the past where, I mean, the Instagram especially is just saturated with fitness influencers. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like starting off, it was just mainly like fitness, 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 work your body. If you look good, you're going to be happy. You're going to be on top of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think we both can relate and say, no, that's, that's not true at all. You get to a certain point, but then, but then you, then what, what's next? Yeah. So for you, I know you competed. So, you know, is that what kind of started your, your fitness journey? Um, no, when I was in middle school, I remember we used to like have to like run laps outside. And one of the gym teachers said, Oh, you should try out for cross country. Like next year or like when I was like in ninth grade a freshman um so like I don't know like I my mom had like this air stepper I don't know if you know what that is like Mm -hmm. you like stand on it and like they had the bands I think we I think we bought that as a present for her but I used it all the time but this that point in my life was like when I was very unhappy with my body Um, And I don't think there was really anything like wrong with myself, but I was working at like running and doing tons of cardio, like really, like I was really unhealthy. 
Um, and I would probably like eat nothing too. And I think my mom noticed that too. Um, um, this isn't something I really opened up about like on social media about like eating, like my bad eating habits in the past. But when I was speaking to my therapist about it, um, like she knows about it, but I had an eating disorder and it's because I was unhappy with my body. And I Mm -hmm. felt like the only way that you can be happy with your body is if you're a fucking twig excuse my French, but like, that's how I felt. Um, and this goes back, ties back to social media. Like at that, even at that time, like this was years ago, like there were fitness influencers too at the time. And you would look at them and then look at yourself and you'd be like, why can't I look like that? Mm -hmm. And it would become an unhealthy cycle of, you know, working out like hours and hours, like overworking myself and like eating next to nothing just so that I can look like that I feel like a lot of people have started with that you know like it's Mm -hmm. with whether you're in high school middle school whatever you're you're (laughs) in the the thick of it and you want to look like all of these influencers it just wasn't sustainable for long term which I feel like a lot of times we get in these habits even like during I think using COVID as a as a prime example is a lot of us if we chose to work on ourselves, our bodies, our minds, that we were putting in a lot of fucking effort, like a lot of time into let's do a workout, like a two hour workout. We have the time. Let's read a bunch of books or listen to a lot of audiobooks or try and journal, meditate, all of these things. But then when you get back into the real world and things are starting to open back up again, and we're kind of in the full swing of things, it's it's a reflection to look back and be like, okay, I can't actually spend four hours of personal growth because I have to work. I have to do all these things. I want to hang out with my friends. And I think sometimes I know me personally, I've gone into the, these thought processes of like, am I not growing anymore? Because I'm not putting that much effort into it. I don't have that much time, but just because that I'm not putting that much effort into it or two hours a day versus four hours, doesn't mean I'm not growing. So it's like the sustainability thing and like recognizing, like you said, when you look in your body um, and you kind of have dysmorphia sometimes where it's like, you just reassure yourself like, no, like I look great. I'm doing the best for myself and just constantly, that's an affirmation right there. Yeah. I I know that a lot of people struggle with body dysmorphia too. And even if it's not like body dysmorphia, it's just like not being happy in their bodies. And I understand that like, if you feel like you want to look a certain way and you're not there yet, it, you could be really, really hard on yourself. But like, I feel like now, especially like this day and age, like the last few months, I feel like a lot of people are promoting, like you should be happy and love your body. Like no matter what stage it's in, like the more you put yourself down, like the less happy you're going to be like, why drain your energy on negativity? Like focus on the positives. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, really important, especially when it comes to looking in the mirror and, and how you see yourself. Like I used to be almost 170 pounds. And when I look at myself, like I sometimes still see that person. And I struggled a lot with that last year during the pandemic, even though I was working out so heavily, I was still seeing myself as yeah, Yeah. 70 pounds heavier, you know, 50 pounds heavier. And that's where my affirmations came in. And I, when I first started my podcast, I remember saying, I would literally, there's a mirror right here. I would literally look (laughs) at myself in the mirror while I would talk to instill confidence in myself and speaking and, and then like, honestly, acknowledging my body. 
And there's a lot of times I'm like, literally go up to a mirror, butt ass fucking naked. And just <laughs> like tell yourself how hot you look, like drop it low, like get confident and comfortable in your own skin. I and love like that. The- energy you put out into the world after that is just fucking crazy amazing yeah I feel like it's very obvious if you're like I I feel like if you're not confident within yourself it's obvious like you you Mm -hmm. show in all aspects of your life yeah definitely I mean it it definitely carries into everything because even like if you're not comfortable in your body the way you talk to people your body language which is what do they say 70 80 percent of conversations is body language if you're kind of closed off, this is actually funny. My friend, um, we've had conversations about this where she didn't feel confident in the words that she was saying or what she was sharing. So she would literally kind of like do this, like kind of close herself off. And we were having a conversation and she kind of like brought that up that she feels small sometimes. And she was like holding herself. And I was like, get big get get big so she like undid herself like everything was out and any time during this hour conversation that we were having if she would ever get small I'd be like hey it's time to get big again like take <laughs> up space like I feel like a lot of times we want to put ourselves in this small space because we're not confident in the words we share our experiences our bodies so many things because society tells us that we should be this, this, or that, but we are allowed to be our own person and uniqueness that everyone has needs to be broadcasted and needs to be shared. And everyone should feel, at least I hope I want everyone to feel that they can take up space and they can be big and Mm -hmm. to drive back to the point of the conversation, we'll we'll reroute it. (laughs) it It's, it's just being comfortable in your own skin. And acknowledging that. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I, I guess it, it kind of is like the same thing, but I feel like I have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So because of that, like, I feel me going on my story and talking is me pushing myself outside my comfort zone. And I know that doing like pushing yourself outside your comfort zone is the only way you will grow and you will get better. Like, even this conversation that we're having, like, I, I feel so comfortable now, like to talk about everything, but you know, it's not always like that. Um, and I feel like social anxiety is something that I'm always going to struggle with. I guess I'm just like an anxious person. So I just feel like it's always going to be like that. But when I talk on my story, I feel like it only, it gets better Mm -hmm. every single time. And I know, I've had a few people like say like, how are you, like, how do you, how are you so good with your words on social media? Or like, how do you talk to the camera? Like I I get so awkward and like weird. And the only thing I can say is like, I was like that too. Um, There were times where it would take me an hour to even get my point across because I would record, delete, record, delete. And I realized, I realized like my boyfriend was like, just be yourself. Like who cares if you mess up, you're not perfect. He was like, just show that, you know, no one wants, wants you to be perfect. So I mess up on my stories all the time. Like I mess up my words. Um, I say, I'm a lot, like I'm not perfect, you know? And I think just sharing that side of yourself and just being completely who you are without getting in your head or thinking that people are going to judge you is what will 
like go a long way. Yeah. And how like, my eyes are watering right now because uh, like, you're literally being your authentic self. And that makes me so fucking happy to hear that. And I mean, Ryan sounds amazing. So I, he really is. I mean, like, I, he brings out the best in you. It sounds like, and like you, a lot of us need that. And I'm glad you yeah. have that. Yeah. He definitely, um, accepts like every single side of me and when we first started talking I was honestly like afraid because I was afraid that like it's not too good to be true but I I was afraid that like when he knew where I came from like knew how I grew up like knew my situation that it would turn him away and it didn't like it like my like where I grew up like wasn't like the best you know like I said that and I would be embarrassed to have anybody come over and I know that's not a reflection of who I am and it's just unfortunate like that's how I grew up but everything happens for a reason and I feel like so many people these days if they don't grow up in the best situation they feel like they can't change how they they are as a person or change you know their life but you are in full control of your life and don't let like how you grew up, like your environment change you from being who you actually want to be because it's possible. And, you know, he showed, like, he showed me that too. Like he came over and I remember like sitting at the kitchen table, like crying to him about like everything. Like, I was just like, I honestly am so embarrassed. Like I told him about like, my credit card debt at the time. And I was afraid that it would scare him because, you know, I was working full time. I was working a side business too, trying to pay everything off. And I was afraid that he'd be like, yo, this girl needs to get her shit together. Like, what am I doing? But he helped me. Like, he was just like, we'll cut, like, we'll budget it out. Like, we'll come up with your budget and we'll figure it out. Like, he's like, you're not alone. And he was like, I don't, he's like, for what he said, he was like, you're not alone anymore. Like, you know, we're gonna we're like a team like he always is like we're a team like so he's amazing like that's all I I don't want to get off topic but I I I don't have a relationship with my dad so I I feel like I'm like most some girls that have daddy issues so they feel like they're not enough like they feel like they're unworthy of love like I didn't really grow up seeing like what real love is um and he just like changed everything for me. Like the whole, like, that's why I'm always like, don't settle for less. Like, don't absolutely do not sell for less. Like you will know who your person is. Like you'll, you'll just know. Yeah. And you were vulnerable in sharing yourself and not settling. I mean, like, yes, he could have said like, okay, I got to go, but yeah, he, <laughs> he like again back to being heard. This is he heard you. He saw you for who you were and your struggles, and he accepted that and and gave you the space and allowed you into his space for you to be a unit, a team to to carry on together. And I think you know sometimes we there's there's two parts. There's being alone and doing things on your own, and that's that's very important. But also when you have a partner who pushes you to be better and wants to actually give you that space to share your emotions and feel your emotions with you and then say, okay, let's dive in. How do we address this? How can we work together to be better together? And I feel like a lot of people 
may not may not know that they can get that so they don't go for it but you knew what you wanted and you put your amazing self out to the universe and you got someone amazing back to support you and I fucking love that so much yeah it's crazy how like things have changed like even like this ties back to like you could have it all and still be unhappy like I was still unhappy like even though like I had him like an amazing boyfriend like I have amazing friends and I remember it like the first time I like told him about like my emotions like there was one time I was driving home from work and a really really like scary bad thought like popped in my head like I just like didn't want to be here anymore mm-hmm. like I and I I felt so bad like thinking that and to even say that to him he's like why would you say that like you don't know how many people you would hurt and I just know that like so many other people probably has felt that way before and they've actually like done and acted on like the thoughts that they had and I it's just like a scary feeling because like I just like didn't know what to do like I felt so helpless yeah um but he stayed by my side through it all through like all my mental breakdowns like he facetimed me for hours like listening to me cry like I literally be like oh my god like I'm good like I, I don't even know like how to start, but I would just like go on and repeat myself like a broken record to him, like all the time, because I just, I felt so helpless. Like I needed help. And he was like the one person that I turned to and he was there for me every single time and didn't run away. Cause you know, like it, if you're like unhappy, like you're going to bring like the people around you down too. And like, I was afraid to like open up mm-hmm. and, you know, share how I felt with him because I was afraid that like, I'd bring him down and make him unhappy, but he's just, he handles it so well. And, you know, um, I don't remember what podcast I listened to, but that's like where I heard it. Like, you know, if you're constantly unhappy, like you're going to bring your partner down and what's going to happen. Like he's going to, they're going to leave you, you know? Mm. So I just like, really like, I want to work on myself. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to be happy. Like I didn't just like sit there and do nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I just push through. Like, that's really the only thing that you can do is push through. And, uh, I feel like I feel like I have a purpose now and learning and continuing to grow, even if it's like learning something new in the day, like that you're growing, you're learning something new in that day. So I'm always like learning, like researching things. Like there's always like a certification or something that like I want to go after. Like, even if it's like books, like I'm always like reading books just to like learn more and it helps. Like it really, really does. So if anybody's ever feeling like that, just it's probably because you feel like you don't have a purpose. I think, I think if you feel like that, that low, but everyone has a purpose and it's, finding what that purpose is and just stepping into it and not holding yourself back. I love that. I hate that I got emotional. No, Oh my God. I love this so much. Thank you so much for opening up and, and using this space. And I, we're, we're coming to a close and I love that you circled this to your purpose and how people may feel lost because they don't know what their purpose is. I know mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been on a rooftop, literally ride, wrote out, what is my purpose? Stared the page for an hour and sobbed because I didn't know what to put. Yeah. And I'd love to have you kind of share, you know, 
to someone, how do you think someone can find their purpose or what is something they can identify to get them there? I think that it's one, like following your heart, like sitting down, like what makes you happy, like figuring out what genuinely makes you happy. And I think when you have a purpose, it's not like about yourself. It's about other people, like changing somebody else's lives and helping other people. And that's what makes me happy. Like if a girl texts me, like one of my clients texts me, like, or even if it's just like somebody who like messages me on Instagram, like, thank you so much for sharing this. You have no idea how much this helped me. That makes me happy and makes me realize like I have a purpose and everyone has a purpose. You know what I mean? Like, I think that you need to put good out in the world. And even if it's just doing one nice thing in a day, um, I think that will make people who might be feeling this way, feeling like they don't have a purpose, feel better. And I think it's like, just take time with it too. Like, don't like try to just be like, oh, this is my purpose because you want to have a purpose. Like take time with it to figure it out. Cause it took me years to figure out mine. You know what I mean? Like I knew that I loved fitness, but I didn't act on it, you know? So it took me a long time to get to where I am, but that like, there's people who are, who are in their forties that are just figuring out what they love to do and chasing after it. You know, it's about like stepping outside your comfort zone and doing like to get there, it's probably going to feel uncomfortable, but do what you love and you'll be happy. <laughs> yes. I want to give you the biggest hug. I wish we were in person right now. I know. Oh my God. Uh, trust me. I, I wish I was in Cali too. <laughs> hey, come on anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been so powerful. Like my, I'm like, I will listen to this when I edit this for five hours and I will cry during this. And it's going to, what I've found in the past is, you know, re-listening to stories and people sharing it. I hear more things every time and I have connected with you so much. And I think your story is so powerful. This went in a totally different direction than I thought it was going to. Yeah. And I love that so much. You opened up so much and that just means a lot to me for you to like take this space and share. And my eyes are going to cry. I appreciate you having me. I, I, I didn't know really what to expect. Like if I was going to talk about like just fitness, like I didn't know what it was and like what I was going to talk. It's tough to open up because yeah. even like now, like, is this going to help someone? Like, are people going to listen to this and like actually feel like empowered? Like, are they going to like, is this going to resonate with anybody? But I, I know that it will. And even if it's just like one person that, you know, you could change like their like outlook on life, like that is, a that means you accomplish something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all yeah. I could ever want. You're so cute. Oh my God. We're literally the same person. <laughs> like I, I love that. I say that all the time. And I think it's so amazing that you, your Instagram is, is very fitness-based. You have a lot of fitness clients, but the conversation did not really just focus on fitness because you are so much more than that. Like who wants to hear about fitness all the time? You know what I mean? Like, that's like, you can't, that's not relatable. People want to hear like real life shit, you know? And I know that's tons of people. Like when I first opened up about my anxiety and like I said before, and I talked to my story for the first time, the amount of love and responses that I got to that was crazy. And it 
I got texts from people. My boyfriend's father reached out to me saying he was proud of me for doing that. Like my boyfriend, oh my God, my fiance's dad. (laughs) See, I did it again. (laughs) Reached out to me and I was just like, wow, like, you know, there are so many people that are going through the same thing or there's people that like are thankful or like, wow, like she had the courage to open up about that. And hopefully it inspires somebody else to be able to open up and get the help or just start working on themselves to become better. Yeah. And know that they're not alone. Definitely not alone. 1000% not alone. I always say this, like if anybody needs to talk, like my DMs are open. 1000% open. (laughs) I'm not- That's a good segue because like, I literally am like, hey, if you have anything you want to say to Sarah after listening to this episode, give her a follow on Instagram. It's Sarah X Ashley, S-A-R-A-X-A-S-H-L-E-Y-Y, two I's. Yeah. (laughs) Say hi, let her know how this episode hit you and what you related to and that she's an open book, as you can see, and connecting brings people together and brings out the best in people. And I think that I'm going to take this energy into my day. And I can't wait to, to talk about how amazing this conversation was and how much it it meant to me. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear it. I'm I'm nervous that it's going to be out there in the world, but this was, this was me stepping outside of my comfort zone and it feels really good. Like, I just feel like I poured my heart out and it's like, I'm ready to like, just go have fun the rest of the day. I'm like, honestly, like I want, it's like dark out, but like, I was like, I'm going to be like, right. You want to go for a walk? And I just like, I feel happy. Like, you know what I mean? I feel happy that like, I shared this, like, obviously talking about the past is it hurts and it makes me sad, but Like, I want people to like, look back at their past and be happy about how far they came. Even if they feel like they still have work and like stuff to work on, like, like myself, I always remind myself that I am not where I was a year ago and I might still have work and things to improve on, but I am improving and I am getting better. Even it's just like 1% every day. Yes. And that's all you can do is that 1% Absolutely, every day. Yeah. Yeah. amazing well we're gonna sign off Sarah thank you so much for spending this time with me and I know that so many people are going to love this episode and how much you shared and how relatable it actually is so thank you so much for having me of course well to that I'm gonna say peace love to everyone (laughs) and we'll see you back on let's chat with Jay Bax with another guest. (laughs) How do you feel?